Yo, yo, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining us. It's your boy Jake. We're here live with Justin Poole, our co-host. We're going to be getting into some nitty-gritty topics today about sanctification and salvation and what that means and who is God uh, wanting you to be? Who is he calling you to be? What is the season of your life looking like? What changes can we make? You know, are you involved in community? Um, and we're going to get into some simple disciplines that we think that can benefit uh, new believers. And uh, yeah, we just want to put it, put this out there for those who are interested and uh, in wanting to get more serious into their faith walk and being a, a true disciple of Jesus. Hey, what's up, everybody? What up? Thanks for joining us. Uh, I'm Jake. And I am Justin. And we are your co-hosts yes. for this new up-and-coming project. Oh, what are we doing, bro? This bro. is exciting. <laughs> We've been talking about doing this for a while. Yeah. This is huge. This is a big day. It is. Jake, what is our title? Dude, we are the Narrow Path Come on. podcast. What does that mean? Uh, so the Narrow Path, you know, is, is something that I feel like once you have become a follower of Jesus, you st you try to stick to, you try to follow. Um, it's something that every day we strive for. And that's really just, um, you know, following Jesus and, and the things that he's calling us towards. And uh, honestly, really more importantly, like what is he calling us out of? And how do we recognize that? How do we navigate that? And, and finding community, finding people that we can lock arms with and do life together because this life was never meant to be done alone. And so that's kind of, a little bit of the heart behind the, the title here. Uh, we want to help new believers. We want to help people that are new to their faith, uh, help them with the first steps that we were taking, or maybe, you know, it took us a little bit longer to understand some, some things in the church, some terminologies like salvation and sanctification. And uh, we really just want to boil these things down, you know, as we release these episodes and as we put these things out there um, to use as supplemental resources so that you guys, the listener, can take away good things, some good wisdom that we've learned through our experience and our walk with Jesus. And uh, we want to give that to you so that you can apply it to your life. That's right. Yeah. And we're so grateful for you guys. You could have listened to any other podcast. <laughs> for real. Thank you for pressing play on ours. Thank you. We're new to this. We don't claim to know it all. This is, like Jake said, our first podcast. We're trying it out, stepping out mm -hmm. of the boat. Yep. Um, but we're excited and we're hoping that we can help you guys, encourage you guys, convict you guys, mm -hmm. uh, whether you love the Lord and have been walking with them, or whether you don't, wherever you are, we're welcome uh, to our show, our show, our podcast. Yeah. This isn't a show. It's kind <laughs> of a show. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. It might be some episodes, who knows. But uh, we're excited. Jake hit on it. We're going to be talking about salvation yep. and sanctification today and really what those terms mean. We say them a lot in the church, but they're big words. They are big words. Kind of scary, but they're beautiful and mm -hmm. powerful concepts, so... Jake, what is salvation? Yeah. Someone came up to you on the street and said, what is salvation? What a fun way to start a conversation. <laughs> what yeah. would you say? Uh, I think, you know, at the end of the day, it's like salvation is knowing that you are saved, knowing that your, uh, your life is devoted and saved by Jesus and that he has come to pay for our sins and that we have uh, laid down our own lives and our own past to surrender to him so that we would make him Lord and Savior, and we declare him with our mouth. And I think if you do those, those things, you will be saved. You know, before we even hit on that, we should, we should talk about this. Yep. And this is a scary word. <laughs> what is sin? Yes. What is sin? Why do we need to even talk about salvation? Yeah. 
uh, at the end of the day, it's like sin is our selfishness. Like we are born into sin. Like every single person uh, struggles with sin, and and our default is to you know go back to it. It's in our it's in our nature. Um, you know, just at the beginning of Genesis, you know, when Eve and Adam were in the garden, like sin was born in that place. And um, at the end of the day, like we have to continuously look at our life and strive away from sin, repeating sin. Uh, it's not that we will never sin because, you know, the Bible says that we've all fallen short and we um, will continue to fall to our sin, but we can be saved and we can be, we can find freedom uh, with Jesus and uh, as our helper, as our Lord, as our Savior to navigate the narrow road. Yeah. I heard a pastor say this once that, uh, you know, sin is spelled S-I-N. Mm. And the middle letter of sin is I. Hey, At the core good. of sin, it's making I, me, the center yeah. of my life. That's so true. And uh, I don't think you have to look very far in the world today mm-hmm. to see that display, right? I mean, right. we're all living for ourselves, mm-hmm. all of us, including right. you and me. Uh, we tend to focus more on my wants, my desires. And, sure. Uh, that really is the heart of sin. So um, like you said, it, we've all fallen prone to it. There's no one who is free of it. Well, actually, there was one person, but we'll talk about him in a minute. But we've all fallen short. And so that really leads us into why we need to talk about our topic of salvation. Yeah, it's so important. It. Yeah, it's so good. Um, but before we do, I, I think it's just good to to see what does God's word say about salvation. And I've got some quotes here that um, I think we can kind of dive into and, and kind of just reflect on. Um, so. Uh, one of my favorites is Romans ten nine. If you declare with your mouth that Jesus is the Lord are, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Um, it's such a simple point, but it's so powerful. Uh, just believing in your heart and speaking and declaring with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, the Bible says that you will be saved if you do, if you do those two simple things. And I know for us, like we both come to salvation at different times and um, I would love to hear a little bit of your story, if you could share that with the listeners of how you came to know Jesus personally. Yeah, it's cool because I think in the church you see kind of, um, you know, people who maybe were walking one way and had a, you know, one-time moment with the Lord and everything changed. And I think for some, it's a, it's a lifelong process where you kind of grew up in the church and you've been getting to know God more and more as you've grown. And I think both are good and beautiful. Uh, but for me, I kind of fall more on the latter end. I was raised in the church. Uh, I would say I knew God my whole life, but it really wasn't until my sophomore year of college that I would say I knew him personally. You know, just went through some different life things and uh, really hit uh, a rock bottom, you know, that year. And anyone who has encountered the Lord knows this true, that he's really good at meeting us at our lowest point. Um, When there's really no one else and it feels like you're all alone, that's where he sometimes comes through the greatest and uh, got plugged into an amazing church community. Shout out to Rock City. Yes, our Rock City family. Yes, Shout out. We love you guys. So, so grateful for that church. Mm-hmm. Um, just fell in love with the mission and, and the people of that church. And uh, I've been going there ever since, almost seven years now, which wow. has been incredible. That's crazy. Incredible seven years. But um, yeah, I think, I think, like I said, for some of us, it was maybe a one-time thing where you had you know, wandered from the Lord or never knew the Lord and um, had a, like a one-time encounter with him and everything changed. And for some, it's maybe you've grown up in the church and it's just been getting to know him more. And I think both are good. Yeah. But yeah. How about you? 
Yeah. Um, you know, we went to the same church growing up. My that's family right. was like, yeah, that's right. We were, you know, guys, Jake and I have known each other for a long time. Yeah, dude. Since I had Bieber hair. Yes. And since you were bald. Right. <laughs> that's a whole, hey, that's a whole other topic. That's a, yes. We'll and talk, we'll, we'll get into that. dive into that a little more, yeah. but yeah, we've been friends a long time. Um, grateful for you, bro. Yeah. Um, me too. my story is kind of like I, you know, I grew up in the Catholic church, same church as you and um, would go to church every Sunday with my family. And, um, you know, I never really at that time in my life, like knew Jesus personally, but um, I definitely am grateful because I, I have that, that belief of God and his existence because of that uh, experience in my life. And that kind of carried me into where I'm at now. Um, but yeah, you know, I went through a hard time during COVID. Um, I had fallen for a girl who didn't feel the same and I'm sure there's a lot of guys out there who's, who've been in this place. But for me, it was just like very, it was a very toxic relationship. And uh, I really just misplaced my identity in, in a person rather than in God. And at the time, I didn't know it, but, you know, that was not the right thing to do. And it kind of led to my downfall. And, you know, I was in a low spot where I wanted to take my life. And um, I, I didn't. And, you know, a week later, you reached out and we were like, hey, man, like, you should come to church, you know, with me sometime. And I was like, man, I really don't want to go, but I don't have another option. Like I have to. And so I went and I remember meeting you and uh, we were out in the lobby. You're like, Hey man, we're going to sit front row. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like, no. (laughs) And uh, you started walking and I followed you up and we sat, you know, front row. And I remember worship was just like, so moving that day and just speaking really to like what I was experiencing like the week before. And um, I'll never forget the words, uh, fear may surround me, but darkness won't take me. And from that moment, man, I just was never the same person. Like I just bawled my eyes out. I felt God's comfort and presence and, uh, you know, just kind of like a God zapped you moment. And, uh, I'm so grateful for you. I'm so grateful for God using me in that moment, uh, where I was open to it. And yeah, man, like that's, you know, it's been a couple of years now and you know, the, the heart behind this podcast is like, I just want to use what I've learned in my faith and my experience and, you know, you the same, like helping people who are just starting out, helping people navigate, you know, what do I need to do? What are things in my life that I should be mindful of? What are things that God is calling me out of? And, you know, what what is God calling me to? And I think, you know, you and I have a lot of experience and wisdom that we can provide. And so, yeah, that's kind of good. So to recap, salvation is being brought from death to life, being saved from our sin. And I think you just hit on a really good point. Salvation is not only being saved from our sin, but it's also being saved for a life of freedom. That's a word. Salvation is being saved from our sin, being saved for a life of freedom with him. And so that is what salvation is, being brought from death to life. We've all been spiritually dead. I know you're like, no, I'm not dead. I'm breathing right now. But spiritually, not so much. The Bible says that the wages of our sin is death. And so we've all made mistakes. We've all done things we wouldn't post on our Facebook page. If anyone still uses Facebook, <laughs> I do. Still use it. That's offensive. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on there But now. we've all made mistakes. And the Bible says that when we sin, it creates separation from God. But salvation is being reconciled to him through Jesus. And not only saved from our sin, but being saved for freedom. And so that is salvation. But how do I know if I'm saved? Or before we even get to that, I think a question we should answer is, what do I do 
to be saved? Is there, do I have to do anything? Is there a process or what does that look like? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I think referring back to like Ephesians 2, 8, 9, it's like, for it is by grace that you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It's from the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. So I say that to, to say like, you know, it's not earned by our works. God saves us because he is enough and we are not. And when he enters our life, when we are truly saved and we find salvation and we're embraced by his love and his grace, it, it washes away all of our sins. Um, but yeah, like you said, like Romans six twenty three, for the wages of sin is death. The gift of God is eternal life and in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And it's so powerful. And um, yeah, for anyone out there that's like, what do I need to do practically? Like, this is what we're here for. Like, we want to help you. We want to give you advice. We want to share on things that maybe didn't work or worked for us in our life um, because we can talk on that and then incorporate scripture where we can. Uh, so what would you say, like, if I'm a new follower of Jesus, what is one of the first things I need to do? Uh, do I need to be, you know, spending time with people that are going out and getting drunk and sleeping around? Or would you say, like, I need to maybe find a new community? Do, what, what does that look like? Yeah. So you're talking like those first steps after you do put yeah. your trust in Jesus? That's great. Well, I think the the best first step, and forgive me for sounding a lot like a, a Christian here, but is read your Bible. Yeah, that's how we know God. Yeah. We cannot know Him apart from His Word. Mm. And uh, I think there's this conception that the Bible is boring right. or outdated, or uh, it's like a historical artifact. And anyone who's read the Bible knows that's the furthest thing from the truth. Right. I love the Word, and I'm not just saying that because it's like the the right answer. I love God's word. I spend uh, every morning in his word. I actually just finished reading through it chronologically last year, which oh, was wow. really incredible. That's awesome. Um, God is so good. And, and the more we look at his word, the more we start to know him. We can't fully know him because he's just so big and so good on this side of heaven. But as we turn to his word, we get to know him more and more and what he's like and what he's also not like. <laughs> when we look at his word, we also see that he's not so mean he's not so hateful he's not a judge who hates me like he actually loves me and, and came to rescue me so getting to the word i think is a great first step also uh community and maybe you can speak more on this because i know you're in a season right now uh where community is huge yeah 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 community for me has been just a massive thing I, I think you know there's that classic quote of like you know the five people you surround yourself with you become and uh, if, you, if you're looking around in your inner circle and you're looking at people who maybe aren't following Jesus or are enticing you to things that you know uh, Jesus uh, would not be happy with, um, maybe that's, that's kind of a sign that, hey, I need to reevaluate who's pouring into my life, who I'm allowing to influence me. And uh, that's not to say, you know, I'm not trying to condemn anyone who is uh, not following Jesus. Uh, they shouldn't be, you know, if they're, if they're truly not saved, like they're, they're not having the spirit of God to convict them. And, you know, we were, <laughs> we were both in that place and, you know, um, I, I totally understand, you know, but if you are saved and you do have the spirit of God and you do recognize those moments where God's like, man, like, you know, you're going and you're doing these things and I'm calling you to something new and you're still dipping your, your toes into doing that. Like you're going to wake up and you're going to feel convicted. You're going to feel uh, this tension, and that's that's what sanctification is. You start to feel uncomfortable. 
uh, there's a new identity and your old ways are trying to bleed through the cracks and man, it's just, it is the worst place to be. Um, but yeah, did you want to talk on sanctification? Maybe yeah. elaborate. Like if I've never heard that word, like what does that mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think sanctification, it, it sounds like a scary word, but it's actually beautiful because when I hear sanctification, it's that process of God removing all the junk out of me and making me more and more like him. And I think we look at the church today and I think we see that a lot of Christians are down for salvation, right? Being raised from death to life, being forgiven of all of our sin, being made righteous. The Bible says that when we've been saved, we receive the righteousness of God, which is crazy. So we love that, right? Yeah, it sounds awesome. We stand up and cheer for that. We love that part. Yeah, give me some of that. But we don't realize that saying yes to Jesus is also saying yes to Jesus to sanctify us. If we're truly saying, Jesus, you're Lord, it means we're giving him access to, to prune us and to tell us, hey, you know what? There's a lot we need to work on. There's a lot we need to grow. I think one thing that's huge to remember with sanctification, and the Bible says this, this isn't what I'm saying, is that he prunes the ones he loves. That's he good. convicts the ones he loves. He prunes so that we can bear more fruit. Mm-hmm. So with sanctification, he's never doing it to shame us or to condemn us or to make us feel less it's because he loves us. Yeah. And what good father isn't going to call their kid out right. when they're doing something that actually is hurting them? Sure. Right? Um, so I think sanctification is that process of being made to look more and more like Jesus. Um, it's that pruning uh, process of removing dead branches. And that can look a lot of different ways. Um, but I love sanctification because it humbles you. <laughs> oh, yeah. And in a world where the statement is, is, I'm him. I've got it all figured out. I'm strong. I don't need any help. Uh, sanctification kind of strikes a, stabs a knife in that because it really is that process of being made whole. Well, then it, it car, you know, you, you carve out parts of yourself. Like literally like, hey, you know, I'm struggling with lust. I'm mm-hmm. struggling with, you know, an addiction to alcohol or, or whatever it is. And God says, you need to take those parts out. Like I'm calling it to something new. Yeah. And uh, the thing that I love is like, I love to talk about like, you know, honing back in on sin. It's like the Bible says not to sin, right? And I think a lot of new believers are like, well, yeah, because, you know, the Bible is just this big rule book and I got to follow all of its ways. And that's why I don't want to follow Jesus. And it's like, no, when you are like in the father's presence, like he wants you to stay near to him. And so when we sin, we're falling to our own flesh, our own selfish uh, tendencies that we have as humans. And we're we're pulling ourselves away from God. And God is saying, when you do that, you know, you're, you're pulling away from me and I want you to be protected. I want you to be uh, free from harm. I want you to have freedom. I want you to be loved. I want you to find joy in, in everything. And when we, we look for those instant gratifying moments, God's saying there's a higher way. There's a way that you can have peace uh, that surpasses all understanding. There's a way that you can have joy in the midst of chaos and God can just move in and through your life but you have to surrender to him and you have to realize God isn't wanting you to not sin because it's bad. Well, yes, obviously, but the real intent is he loves you and he wants you to be in his presence always. Yeah. We were talking about this earlier, how, you know, for me, um, and I am not saying this to, to brag on myself or boast on myself. I have a laundry list of sin, but I will say growing up, I didn't really do the party scene. I didn't do the uh, you know, drinking and, and hooking up. 
And the reason I share this is the lie the enemy will try to speak is so often that I missed out. That, man, don't you wish you could have experienced that? Don't you wish you could have, you know, hooked up a couple times just to see what it's like? You know, God could have forgiven you. And the lie is that God, uh, like I was missing out, that he kept me from something that would have really, and that goes all the way back to the Garden of Eden, right? The enemy was like, you know, God says, don't eat from this one tree. We have a, a forest full of trees we can't eat from. But the enemy says uh, that God's trying to keep something from us by not eating in this one tree. Right. And I'm rambling, but the, what you were saying, that's so good. And I think it's a valid point is when, when God says, to not sin or when he sanctifies us, it's not because he's trying to keep something good from us. He's actually protecting us yeah. from harm, protecting us from pain and, and darkness and heaviness that he never wants us to live in, sure. to have in the first place. Right, you because know? he knows what that leads to, right? Yeah. And it's like we sometimes don't. We don't know that this is going to lead to a path of death. And mm-hmm. like at the end of the right. day, like, you know, there's two rows to pick. You know, am I going to live a life that's, you know, full of freedom and peace and joy and purity? Or am I going to fall to the ways of the world and, and feed my flesh and, you know, live a life of disobedience and impurity and brokenness and continue to allow my broken human self to so this just... This leads to a good question. Yeah. If I'm saved, but I still sin. Right. Am I not saved anymore? No. Come on. Talk <laughs> no way, that. man. Like, I sin every day. We all sin mm. every day. Like, you're going to, we're going to end this podcast and I'm going to go sin. You know, like, it's not going to be like I'm intentionally doing it, but like, it's our nature, like, yeah. to sin. And so that's why the, the Lord says that we need to come to Him and repent. We need to confess to a brother or sister in Christ. We need to pick ourselves up in the way that, in the direction we're heading, and we need to turn around and go the opposite way. We need to lean towards holiness and righteousness, and we need to walk away from the things of the world and the things that are easy, you know? It's like the, the path of least resistance. Like, we want to take that road because it's easy. God's calling us to a, a different road, the narrow path. Like, that is the path that... Okay, named <laughs> Yeah. But that's, that's, the, that's the road that he's calling us all to be, is, you know, as Christ followers. And the narrow path, you and I both know it's not easy to follow all right. the time. Like we, right. we struggle, man. Jesus said the the way that leads to life is is hard. I mean, Jesus, like he promises that in this world we will. Mm-hmm. I love that verse in John sixteen thirty three. He says, "In this world you will have trouble. <laughs> Not you might, or there's a chance." He's like, "No, you will." But, but how does he finish it? He says, "Take heart, because he has overcome the world, and he's greater, and he's with us." And uh, that's so good, Jake. How do we, what is, we talked about like, okay, if I still sin, it doesn't mean I'm not saved. Sure. But what is some um, signs that I am saved that, you yep. know, if I have called on the name of Jesus, what should my life look like after calling on him and believing in him? Yeah. Uh, Galatians 5.22 says, you will know those who are saved by the fruits of the spirit. And, um, you know, that's looking at your life and, and seeing the inventory of how God is shaping you, how he's changing you, how he's conforming you. Um, and, you know, it says that we're supposed to be transformed by the renewal of our minds, that we're not to be conformed by this world, but we're supposed to take up the teachings uh, that Jesus has given us. He's instructed us within scripture and the Bible uh, that, that is true. He says, his, you know, his word is the truth. And if his word is the truth, then we need to be looking to it 
um, in ways that, hey, how do I know if I'm sanctified? Well, Jesus says, you know, fruits of the Spirit will be produced by those who follow me. And, you know, that's peace and joy and kindness and, um, you know, all sorts of different things that only come from the Spirit. They don't come from our, our fleshly nature. And that's, that's really just a, a really great indicator of if you've been saved. So a sign of uh, salvation is the fruits of the Spirit, which if you've never heard that term before, that's coming, as Jake mentioned, from Galatians 5. And uh, the fruits of the Spirit are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. There you go. And so, you know, all that, that's a lot of words, but really what Jake is hitting on is so true is that when you have received Jesus, when you've called on him, mm. If you truly called on him, you'll start to see those fruits. It doesn't mean you're going to be perfect. Right. It doesn't mean you're going to become Jesus and then never sin, but you will start to see those fruits increasing as you walk with him. I love in John 15, Jesus talks about, you know, he's the vine, we are the branches. That's good. Uh, if we remain in him, we will bear much fruit. And isn't it so interesting mm. that he uses the term fruit? Like Jesus didn't just say whatever. He was intentional with every word he said. And I think, Jake, you hit it right on the nails. As we remain in him, as we walk in him, we won't help but see those fruits, yeah. you know? And that's what's beautiful is as those fruits increase in my life, that's going to help my witness. Yeah, I've told people, like, one of the best ways we can witness to people who don't know Jesus is to show them the fruits of the Spirit, you know? My joy can be one of the best ways to show people what Jesus has done. Sure. My peace in an anxious world, when I have a mind of peace, like, people are going to wonder, well, how? Where is that coming Where from? Where is that coming from? Yeah. Right? And so I think that's a whole other episode is how do, we, how do we evangelize? How do we share our faith? Yeah. I think to answer that, even just to put a pin in it, is like, live these fruits of the Spirit. Remain in Jesus and let the fruits shine. And people won't, won't help but wonder. So um, we're getting close to our time, man. This has been great. I'm encouraged. Uh, we talked a lot. We covered a lot of ground. Any Final thoughts really before we close, Jake? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's just like we're all doing our best. We're all being sanctified. You know, we were talking before this podcast, like there's never a time where we're going to be like, oh, I'm 100% sanctified, you know. Right. Um, sanctification is a process that takes a lifetime. And we're doing the race for, you know, to end up in the finish line of heaven. Like that's the goal. We want to, and we want to bring as many people as we can. So I just challenge you, you know, if you're feeling convicted, uh, if you liked what you heard from this episode of The Narrow Path, that you would write us, that you would provide feedback. Uh, let us know if you have any questions, if you have any yes, topics we, we want to cover yes, uh, in the que- future. Questions. That's a great idea. Yeah. Maybe there's something you're curious of. Sure. Jake and I uh, do not claim to know it all. No, absolutely We're not. Far from it. But, Very um, far from it. We'd love to just be able to hopefully encourage you if we can. Yep. That's what we're here for. <laughs> I mean, we're... That's good. You know, we want to be a supplemental resource yeah. uh, in your life. So yeah. if this benefits you, if this helped you, let us know in the comments uh, below. And uh, yeah, also, you know, give us feedback wherever you're listening from. If you're on Apple Podcasts, if you're on Spotify, if you're on YouTube, uh, let us know. And we'd love to hear from you. And uh, this has been this week's episode on The Narrow Path. Woo. We love you guys. We'll see you later. Bye.